forever. Dog. Hey, bitch. What is your whole deal? Hey, bitch. Just tell us how you feel. You wish for a sign from above. Well, here's a podcast about boy sex, fucking, dating, and love. Seek treatment. If you're boring as fuck, seek treatment. If you're unlucky in love, seek treatment. If you just can't take a hit, well, seek treatment. Ta. With Kat and Pat. Hey. Hey. It's Kat. And Patrick Owen Regan. And, and this is Seek Treatment. To seek treatment. A, podcast a podcast about, about boys. Sex. Sex. Fucking, fucking dating, dating and, love. and even love Do in the know, time of Corona. Love in the time of Corona. My next novel. Do you know that I forgot the order of that just now? No, you didn't. That in just now I forgot the order of that. That's, that's really sad to me. That's how I'm feeling in terms of being tired. In terms of this isn't usually when I'm awake. Do you feel I'm, distant from me? No, I don't feel distant from you at all. But I do feel like um, the sleep schedule that's emerged, the the new normal for me is that i sleep until 1 p.m and go to bed at 4 to 5 a.m and i don't know how that happened to go to bed at 4 to 5 a.m is like so psycho no i i necessarily wouldn't choose that for myself but um you know i think that like angelo stays up later than like he's a night owl i'm more of a morning Mm -hmm. but then like kind of like you know your, your schedules do kind of merge in this way oh you have no um autonomy yeah so that's autonomy is gone at this point autonomy is gone at this point of corona and oh wait you know what i was gonna tell you is i guess who was in my dms last night go on your fucking mom was in my dms <laughs> bitch saying hey, bitch what? your mom was in my dms last night <laughs> saying what the fuck <laughs> um because i tra- shared the truthless crush of the week that said um moms who don't feel bad for jack and rose and she, and she i don't even think she knew what it was about but she was like yeah what is it? she was like dumbest movie of all times <gasps> she said that yeah. i told you she, she like had too. this she my, had a vendetta against the titanic movies same with, film. same with and my like, mom we would, and it would be so weird it's such a weird thing to be mad about like i'd be like i was what seven years old and i was like we watched it um we watched it at jamie's house and she was like stupid movie i'm like <laughs> Are you okay? Like, what is she angry? What are they angry about? What are, what are Virginia and Lisa angry about? I know. About? What are Virginia and Lisa angry about, Diana? New segment. <laughs> New segment. What are they angry about? Um, so I'm actually, I want to go ahead and share with the listeners. The reason I'm kind of turned weird, I'm icing my knee. Both, say with me, both knees because I went on a, I was psychically depressed, went on a long six-mile hilly run. The next day, I stand up randomly, knee in excruciating pain. I, but I, I'd been through this before two, three years ago. I know what's happening. Patellar tendonitis. I text Pat, patellar tendonitis. He goes, oh, no, Angela's having that. I said, oh, no. He goes, ice breath. So I'm icing my thing, but that is what happens because the human body is fucking disgusting and deserves to go in a garbage pearl. <laughs> the other knee overcompensates, and then the other knee starts hurting too. So you can't really win in this fucking town. No, you can't, especially when it comes to knees. Knees are tricky. I mean, when God invented knees, what was that bitch thinking? <laughs> That's my, my, you know co- my coffee mug that I sell. When God invented knees, what was that bitch thinking? Huh? <laughs> you know what? Amazing quote I said this morning. It's a quote because I knew I'd remember it. It was amazing. What? Whenever I'm depressed, I'm like, oh, bitch, this is not fun. <laughs> like, like I, w- I woke up depressed this morning and I was like at the kitchen counter, like chopping, chopping, chopping to pre-see. Your whole, your whole thing is chopping, girl, lately. Well, up there, can I talk to you about what I was doing? The so I knew 
that tonight for dinner we were gonna make chicken tikka masala again because um it's a it's a fav- my guy now has a favorite recipe of mine oh my god That's, we're at the point in, we're at the point in corona where my guy likes one of my recipes can you see me i can't just, tell i actually can't tell if you can hear me right now but you need so now to my s- guy likes one of my recipes and so he's like babe can you please make chicken tikka masala oh and i'm like can you send that recipe to my guy? Absolutely. Yeah. It's send- easy as pie. Pie is hard. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, my God. So why do they so, say easy as pie? Easy as pie. What's easy about pie? I don't know. Especially when you kind of have to make the whole. I'll never forget. Um, One time my mom was making. Um, I shouldn't even share this. My mom was um making this um pie, actually, or something. And she's not like a huge baker, you know, as much as the next gal, I'm sure. But, you know, she's kind of Duncan Hines, Betty Crocker. Yeah, I can't pull my mic closer. I've been scolded by our producer. Oh, my producer God. Alex. Mine I got to do my right knee. I'm going to turn this way like this a little bit. The thing, can I say one more thing for the rest of my life? The Absolutely. thing that I chose to put my knee on, like, it's basically giving me a, it's giving me a good stretch. Oh, perfect. That's good, right? Ultimately. Okay, so you, you go on. Tell the story about your oh, mom and yeah. pie. Yeah, so she was making this pie, which isn't like totally a thing to make something really from scratch. She's more of like fem- hashtag Betty Crocker feminist version of right. um, Rachel of, Ray or like cooking. Half, yeah. that Crack show with the, with the, with the, the job. There was a show with a little girl who was like half homemade and she was like, I got these marshmallows at the store, but I'm going to make the chocolate. Oh, I didn't know that. But anyways, one time my mom made this like apple something pie for like a party we were going to. And I she got hate the, apple pie. She got the recipe from her friend and then she was like, it just took her so long and she was so mad that she'd spent so much time like yeah. making this pie and she like lost it. And she was like, she just lost it. And her famous quote was, I could have been exercising. <laughs> and we always like quote her now. I could have been. Never something takes long. I could have been exercising. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sad and funny. My, that's like that's so my mom too. Like she, I remember like she doesn't really like baking very much either. But every year for Christmas we would go to like a cookie exchange party. You know where the mom you'd have to yes. bring two dozen of your own cookies and you leave. You come back with actually two dozen different. cookies. My mom has been cool. deeply embedded in like um I know kind of uh, that barter system of parties. That uh, were you involved with like pro- were your parents involved with like progressive dinner culture? N- you mean progressive the soup? No, my parents were obsessed with going to progressive dinners. What that meant was they would start drinks at one couple's house, apps yeah. at another couple's house, entree, and then dessert at another couple's you know, house. Parents... And they'd walk down the street and they'd be like, we're going to a progressive dinner. <laughs> my parents did do that. I don't think they called it progressive, but they did do that for a time. And then it stopped because all my neighbors stopped being friends with each other. And they stopped. Oh, what was there? A, why was there a falling out? There wasn't really so. Well, there was drama over something about a buffer zone in terms of like everyone was put. It was just very suburban, like um, whatever. Like there was supposed to be a certain amount of like distance between your your house and the next person's house or something. And okay, social pre- distancing. Yeah, <laughs> ring any bells, my bitch. But then, like, kind of all the kids just got older, and like everyone just stopped like hanging out. Kind of. Yeah, kids will get older for a couple of years. Their, what's did- one of their flaws? Yeah. Much like puppies. Why do they turn into dogs? Oh my gosh. Lately, I want to either, I I tweeted this yesterday, I want a baby like just Mm -hmm. for quarantine or a puppy just for send it back. Should I get preg? Maybe. I'd be having. Should I I drop this in the toilet and (laughs) go for it? (laughs) Yeah. Catherine's holding up for those of you. I'm holding up my birth control pill. Um, Um, What was I going to say? What I was going to say though is that my mom would always be like annoyed that she had to bake her cookies for the. And then I feel like she always like. She was never pleased with what she brought, but I was like, "Mom, you're so much better than all these moms." Like, yeah, what you what you brought is perfect. 
I totally. Yeah. We'd always come home with those, say it with me, those ones with the Hershey's kiss in the middle. Oh, did you, what, what is your like feelings? My about relationship those? with my relationship with those is that like, it's the, and I, I say this with love. It's the kind of thing that my mom would never like make or like, yeah. no, or like care to know how to make. <laughs> totally, like she would never totally. like, like she would even think it was hard to make, even though we both know it's really easy to make. And so she would never <laughs> like, like us do with that. Coffee. Like us with the coffee. It's like us with coffee. It's like, it's the exact kind of thing that someone else would have at their house. And I would lust after it. Totally, totally, totally. That's... And when, when I said easiest pie earlier, I was so reminded by, I think of this story I've told in the pop because it was very formative, but I had the American girl doll cookbook and there was a recipe in that girl doll cookbook called spaghetti pie. And my friend's mom would make spaghetti pie. And I was always, my mom was like, we're not making that. Like that doesn't make sense like oh, i'm yeah. making chicken and broccoli yeah. and i'd be like her staple chicken broccoli rice obsessed <laughs> and <laughs> holy trinity holy trinity if my mom's cooking and i'd be like please make spaghetti pie which is literally like you line a fucking pie tray with like spaghetti and it's basically a little lasagna and then you bake it and it's actually amazing but i she wouldn't do that i am um, my mom i think it's sad when I, I think i can't imagine being a mom and working so hard and then your kid's like i want what so-and-so's mom has totally, like that'd totally. be hell on earth i know it'd be hell on a three mom I um my mom would make um like um shoot something called meatloaf surprise, which kind of like that sounds good. But all it was good, but ultimately the name didn't make sense because the the surprise kind of was the meatloaf, if that makes sense. Oh. So like in the title, kind of spoiled was a spoiler, all, like spoiler yeah. alert. Meatloaf surprise it was like in a casserole dish. It was like mashed potatoes over like cheese and meatloaf, and it was that very good. That sounds amazing. It What's your relationship? Good. Can I ask really sidebar? What's your relationship to potatoes? Incredible question. Um, growing up, it was very much like eat your baked potato, and I did not like <laughs> that. And I just could never get them quite right. You know what I mean? I remember seeing my uncle prepare my cousin's baked potato for her <laughs> in a way that looked absolutely exquisite, and like. <laughs> I've always tried to replicate that. Like I remember, like being little and like seeing him cut mm-hmm. her potato and like put like butter and shit on it, and being like, "Oh, mm-hmm. that is like that looks great." And like mm-hmm. I know, oh, of course, my God. I wanted to ask my uncle to prepare my baked potato, so I just like tried to do it myself. But it never—it's like wondering what, why my mom's sandwich tasted so good, and it's because she was using the secret ingredient, which is mayo. The kids don't know. About. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> the one, yes. one ingredient that- kids don't know about is mayo. Well, they don't know that it's good because it was fucking Doctor- disgusting. Doctors hate this one ingredient. <laughs> um, uh, I um and then but baked potatoes ma- were such a huge part of my upbringing. Me too. Because are you like what is is your mom Irish? Like what's going on? My mom is part is her technically is she's like Irish and French. Oh, interesting. I'm one trillion percent Irish, but she's mostly like Texan and white. Yeah, yeah, mostly Texan and white and Catholic. Um, wait. Oh my then, god. But no, but I go off. I I die to um. I Rachel Zoe die for um. <laughs> For, for, mashed, for mashed potatoes. So I'm dead. Good. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> she did. She literally started a movement and like, no one wait, credits wait, her. I, that is so true. Rachel Zoe truly started a, started movement. a movement. She started a movement of like. Um, if you think Rachel Zoe didn't start a movement, seek treatment. She like invented vocal fry. I know. And then like. She invented being like sickly thin and like having a gay husband. Yeah. She she, <laughs> she invented being like that Ols- that one Olsen twin as an yeah. adult. As an adult. <laughs> <laughs> she ended, she ended up being that one also as an adult, <laughs> and um. So what was I going to say? Oh, but I die for mashed potatoes. I love them so fucking much. It's so crazy. And that was. I think like it depends how they're prepared. Like, do you like gravy? When I say that I like gravy, you don't even know what I mean. I love, you love gravy. Which color? Brown, as Brown. possible. Yeah. What's the other color yeah, but- of it? Like country gravy where it's like white with pepper in it. Oh, well, that's never ever part of my culture. I'm a Yankee that's, girl. That's I'm a Yankee. Part, 
That's part of chicken fried steak culture. Yes, that actually chicken sounds fried familiar. steak such a big part of it. baked potatoes, chicken fried steak. That's what kids are raised on. The things that you're telling me are reminding me of a certain chain that I'm going to go ahead and call Cracker Barrel. Yeah, which was never a huge part. But of for my me, childhood. it was like my school cafeteria. Wow, we never. That was not my school. So cafeteria. my school cafeteria, the options were every morning you got to decide what you wanted: the main of the day, baked potato. Or hot dog. And hot dog could mean chili cheese dog if you wanted. Wait, so you could get a baked potato instead of anything else? That's like a famine or something. To have just (laughs) a baked – a child having just a baked potato for lunch. And then it was like literally a contest with the girls to like who could put the most cheese in it and make it like the best looking. Oh, that's fun. Kind of like – Cheese, sour cream. And then like learning about chives. Learning about bacon. Like these are the things we did. We never – wait. see, that's the kind of fixins that we never mm-hmm. had. We really just had, like, butter uh, and salt. So it was kind of like, I know. do this, what you can. And my uncle would work, would, um, work wonders with that, but I couldn't. But um, but I love mashed potatoes so much, but I'll always – I don't know if I should. You feel bad when you have them. Oh, no. Well, I always think of this one story my mom told me that – um. Is this going to be sad or what's this going to be? Maybe – you know what? I just won't say it because I don't want to have to edit it out. It's like whatever. Okay. Oh, I don't know if we'll have to. Um. So if you guys, if you guys are listening, insert your own quirky potato story here. Yeah. yeah. Think about. Th- take a second. And think about what do quirky potatoes mean to me, or even yeah. regular potatoes. Yeah. For me, like potatoes are about a learning they're bad for you. B whole thirty saying they're good for you. C sweet potatoes being like a loophole and getting to do whatever the fuck you want with them. <laughs> yeah. For me, going to Cafe Express in high school and getting say it with me baked grilled chicken and sweet potato fries. Wait, you know what? I can't support. Anyone who mm. does baked potato at Wendy's. Yeah, no. Duh, and chili. Anyways, let's know. just stop talking about potatoes because you know what? I'm over it. You know, I'm trying to relearn my – I'm trying to reestablish my relationship with food in a healthy way. Oh, cool. Me too. So I'm just trying to think about kind of why I want food when I want it. Me and, and, Ange- me and Angela had in one sitting, we finished a box of, we opened and finished a box of cinnamon toast crunch yesterday. That makes sense. That doesn't sound so crazy. I know. Well, it's like sometimes they bought, we've been getting family size, which is a huge box. And mm-hmm. then like recently, like all that was available to us was normal size. Mm-hmm. And so it was really shocking to kind of be like, oh, this is, there's actually no more of this left now. Yeah. So for me, I'm trying, I'm, I've learned that in this, we're like, no food is good or bad. No food is good no or bad. No food is good or bad. We got to get those words out of our vocabulary. Uh-huh. It's There's nothing wrong with eating. So I'm trying to do that. Meanwhile, my knee hurts. Meanwhile. Oh, for, for some reason. I kind of. I got, um, I started reading again. Oh, really? Are you okay? What happened? No, I thought my, um, my recording stopped, but I don't think it did. Okay. So I finally finished our book, which is called Prozac Nation. Yeah. And... Yeah, I did at the end kind of wish I was on Prozac, but then I remembered like the one joy during my life right now is is having orgasms and yeah, I'm not really ready to give that up. What I'll tell you is now for me, with I'm on 30 milligrams now and it's like literally feels like how it felt before I was on anything. Like I come so, to quote one of your gorgeous songs, I oh, come you just so when it comes easily. To- just when it comes to coming. Yeah, when it comes to coming. My book. When it comes to coming by Dr. Yeah, I don't Regan. know. I don't know. Um, um, did I tell you what's happening with us? What? You and Brian? So I, a few weeks ago after the club coming show I've been doing via Instagram live in Brian's cabin's living room, <sighs> a woman DM'd me from a, an account and she said, hey, baby girl. No, she said, hey, I 
my husband and I, we run a inn and event space and restaurant in the Catskills. And we we were trying to do a comedy night. Obviously, that's not going to happen now. But would you want to come live stream your show from this inn? Wait, I want to do the restaurant. That. So tomorrow we're driving an hour <sighs> from where we are to live stream the show from a random restaurant. And like now it's like, is this couple going to murder us? Like what's going to happen? But Wait, we're really that's excited. Not fair. I want that. Well, can you write down the name of the place and and I can go there one day? Yeah, of course. Think maybe we can all maybe like I'm hoping that it'll go really well and they'll like fall in love with us and like invite us back and we can all go. Yeah, yeah. I wonder. Sh- I mean, this woman must know about me if she watches the show. Yeah, you should. Well, you should be on the show this week. Well, except I would, extra. I would definitely invoke that woman into my life. But what would I say? Um, what was I going to say? Oh, something. Important. So, anyways, we're we're going on like a little mini vacation tomorrow, which feels crazy. And they're going to feed us from the restaurant. Oh my god! We're going to stay in this empty inn, and we're going to do the show there. I'm kind that, of nervous to leave our little nest. If wait, I'm that was like absolute heaven on earth, though. I um. I think it'll be good. I I uh I want to thank everyone who um. Gave me horror suggestions. I have a long list of horror movies to go through. I just watched one called You're Next yesterday, which was good to like a bad, which is kind of every horror movie. And I'm excited to really work through my list. And when you started talking about your show, I got so excited because of um, Wednesday is all of my TV shows are on. Survivor, oh. The Challenge, um, Real Houses of, of Beverly Hills Real Ho- uh, and Summer House. Four have four shows on one night is really like hectic. Yeah, you must be tired. Yeah, thinking about that. I'm even still tired from last Wednesday. Uh, you what? I'm even still tired from last Wednesday. Tell them what I called you about yesterday. God, your knee. I asked the million dollar question. Was it about your knee? <laughs> no, I finally washed my water bottle. And it does say it with me, smell different. Yeah. Um, when water bottles smell bad, it's so... My question was, Brian and I were even thinking... So basically, here's what happened to us. We So my lover and I... It's so funny doing the podcast right in front of his eyes, but I guess he listen, he's listened to it for years, so it doesn't matter. Um, freak. What a my sick lover, freaking fuck he is. Wait, my lover Brian, and tell, I, Can you tell him he's a sick freaking fuck? <laughs> no, he looked like he's actually thinking, not paying attention. Um, so... When Lover and I began watching Love Island, and right. we've now, oh, we're now on our right. third season, we've watched a bit, and it's become such a huge part of our lives. Like, we, we, we spend, like, hours watching, like, more than one episode every day. And I think I think that see, the language and the culture of Love Island brainwashed me into, like, forcing my, lo- my lover to talk about our relationship. And, like, literally, I, like, I started, like, picking at, like, starting conversations, like, with their language, being like, uh. You're like, do you see like a future for us? Like, are you ready to settle down? Like, is it early days? Or like, you know, am I your type? Or like, have you been with other girls? Like, what are you normally like in relationships? Like all this stuff. And then finally I'm like, I literally don't even know what, like we were having this conversation and I literally, you know when you're having a long conversation you're like, what the fuck were you even talking about? Yeah. And I was like, I think Love Island did this to me. I was just like, I'm, all my, all of the conversations I started are just like, please tell me you love me even more than you could ever think you could ever love a little person ever again oh more God. than you love your family and friends and more than you love yourself <laughs> so i was like i think that love island is toxic to my brain and it's causing me to start these little conversations i don't call them fights because there's no arguing it's just me being like but like what if like yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, i was like would your head get turned once we go back into the outside oh i was like this is toxic so i just so, bro, so i was like no more love island what's so sad is the one season of love island i've seen is the one that you guys aren't watching i know it's very sad especially because like 
there's so much to talk about. The season I'm watching is, so now that I've seen, now this is my third season. This one is by far the best I've ever seen. Oh, it, can, is except, it is exceptional television. Can you recommend me which season to watch? I can absolutely tell everyone it is season five. It is British? Season five, British Love Island. It is exquisite. And we're, the best, the craziest thing is so much shit has happened and we still have like 20 episodes left. We feel watching. Sorry, um, my, I got a little piece of old birth control wrapper into my computer. Oh my gosh, get that out of there. We've been watching Four Weddings from TLC. It's an absolutely exquisite program in which oh, brides... Oh, what's the prep? What's the prep? Okay, so there's four brides that are all... Comp- it's it's edited by a true psychopath who belongs in an institution um, <laughs> in a straight jacket. Like, that, the editor of the show belongs in a straight jacket For to protect sure. himself and others in a rubber room. This The editor of the show needs to live in a rubber room. And it's <laughs> four... It's on TLC, like, in... Two, it's on TLC in 2012. The show is t- 2012. We don't think of 2012 as a time, but like that was a time. Yeah, just ask for weddings, and so it's like these. There are four brides that are all so different. You couldn't even believe how different they are. Like for instance, like one might be a nerd, okay, while the other nerd bride, a nerd bride versus a party girl versus a Christian Uh versus a Christian versus a traditional versus a what's a traditional? Traditional is like um middle class girl who kind of like wants it like in a normal like space. Kind of like like for there there's a kooky one who like wants to have a wedding at a zoo. You know what I mean? Or there's a kooky one <sighs> to have a wedding at a zoo. There's a kooky like, one treatment. who uses a wand during her wedding because her and her husband love fantasy. Oh, okay. okay. So okay. we're getting all these different lives. There's four of them. Four now, weddings. Each wife is gonna get married at her wedding and the three others all kind of as a as gals all go to each other's weddings and they rate each other's weddings. And oh they my rank God. The other three. So that then afterwards, um, whoever got the highest, they all stand in a line at this location that you don't know what the location is. They're all standing there. Limo pulls up. One of their husbands gets out of the um, limo with flowers and that's the one who won. And they get a um, honeymoon paid for. But we actually, but it's funny, they're so vague about the, the language. That's so crazy. The language around the honeymoon <laughs> prize by the voiceover is so, like, very specifically vague. Like, you can tell they don't really get anything. Like, they're like, and a trip to us, a trip to an unbelievable location. And it's just like, it's uh, like Florida. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I wish I could remember there's lots of it because he, he uses a different phrase the voiceover guy to describe the trip each uh-huh. time and it's always sure. truly so funny what he goes for i wish i could remember specifics in this moment because it would be obviously much funnier if i could do that but my totally. brain is always win my brain is tired right now so that's so interesting line. to me for many reasons one like you wouldn't think that those brides would get to actually meet each other when you think about a show like that i think of like i see their stories but for them to cross over yeah and also what makes a good how can like why the party girl would never rate the fantasy girl's wedding high totally no totally and they're all so like, they're, they all competitive in this way. You can tell the producers are telling too, where they're all like, my wedding was so much fun. I think everyone had a blast. Those other girls are going to have a lot of trouble trying to beat my wedding. I know mine's Oh my God, that's so sad. Yeah, and then there's like lots of like, yeah, her wedding was really good, but I'm not worried. I mean, after all, my wedding's going to be better than anyone else's and everyone's going to have a blast. That's so scary to, to another, compete. Another weird part about the show is they tell you what each woman's budget is for her wedding. So sometimes there's a woman oh. who's like, she spent like 50 grand on her wedding and sometimes there's a woman who's like three thousand dollars so it's like okay obviously like the 50 grand one's gonna be like a little bit better in some ways you know what obviously I mean? obviously 
Um, so, but the, it is funny to see them all kind of be friends with each other. I can't recommend. I, let me send you our favorite episode. Um, okay. Yeah. Our, send me your favorite episode. I, and how, are these hour long or are these half hour? They're, I think, hour longs without okay, commercials. So it's kind of, it's an intense commitment. We ultimately buy them on Amazon for two ninety nine per episode. A and pop. A pop. Two ninety nine a pop. <laughs> I'm addicted to buying shows for two ninety nine a pop. Like, even, I, I don't even, like, I got into a place where I don't even check if it's on, like, one of the streaming services. <laughs> I just go, I'm like, I want to do two ninety nine Because there's something that feels so satisfying about, um, Doing it on Amazon. Oh wait, actually, no, I shouldn't say this, right? Because isn't Amazon so bad? Um, yeah. Well, their workers are striking and stuff. Okay, I am on the side of those people, and I'm gonna stop doing that, and I'm gonna only do other streaming services. Yeah, I don't know. So the other yesterday, this is kind of a sad story. Um, yes, we had ordered lawn games on Amazon oh like a few God. weeks ago, and we'd forgotten. And like yesterday, we were like trying to like have a. We were both kind of depressed because like I'd started a fight and. Um, <laughs> We were like laying in the sun, or like trying to have a fun day laying in the sun. And Brian was like, oh my God, we have lawn games. And so we like took out the box and we're like looking through everything, like assembling it. And like the only one we could really play because we didn't want to set up the big net and stuff yeah. was the game of horseshoe. Oh. So Brian and I looked up the uh, rules for the game of horseshoe. And there are only, each of us get two horseshoes. So you put a stake in the ground and then we both just took turns kind of throwing the horseshoes at it. And then like after <laughs> 10 seconds, the game was over. We played three rounds and we were like, cool horseshoe is pretty fun um i will say that brian beat me at horseshoe i was not very good at horseshoe um horseshoe isn't really a game as much as it is like I, we could have played horseshoe with me like throwing the pen at like my notebook i know the field. yeah but i wait, paid I, money for that so i thought usually cool. you get more than one more than two horseshoes i would assume we'd have like like a i would think an arm of six six horseshoes strung around me do you ever hear that saying almost only counts in hand grades and horseshoes and horseshoes and hand grenades like when someone's like, I almost did it. It's like, yeah, almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Cause like you got to get, or no, close. I, I was so close. They say, they say, yeah, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. Do you know close? that? That idiom? Oh. Because they're saying, because that, in horseshoes, it's whoever's closest and hand grenades, like it's going to explode everything. Yeah. So they're saying that like ultimately and everything else, it doesn't matter. You either get it or you don't. It doesn't matter if you got close. You know what I mean? How fascinating is language? I How actually hadn't heard that phrase before. Yeah. So this is the book I'm reading now. It's actually fucking amazing. Bad Behavior, Mary oh, Gatsby, yeah, short read stories. Next. I'm reading. Um, so what it is going to go ahead and be, it's just little short stories set in New York City in the late 80s. And it's just like. It's so – like you can just feel – you can feel these women like trying to find themselves. You can yeah. feel the beat of the city that we miss. I need to read those. I wrote one short story yesterday, but I don't think it's very good. So what's good. it about? Can you share? Or is it... No, I don't want to. It's too okay. um, stupid. Is it like serious? No, it's certainly not serious. It's about like um, – it's about someone on the train going to visit their college girlfriend, but they're gay. And then there's like kind of – Obsessed. This, they, they meet these two women and then they meet this like – kind of like um there's a certain kind of person you meet in the long island railroad who's like um, yeah who's like a 22 year old boy who plays lacrosse in a polo shirt who's mm-hmm. drunk on Coors light and sometimes has a box of Coors light with him and he's going to his boy's house and like mm-hmm. to party and he like will kind of do this thing where he thinks like you know when a lacrosse player will kind of like think they're hilarious by like being uh kind of too familiar with you as a stranger like yo what's up yo like and you have to do that you know what I mean and it's like you kind of feel crazy because you're like at that moment you either have to like play along and like be the butt of the joke of him saying hi to you or you have to like be a bitch and like ignore him and then like uh, you can't win and then he comes boys. to you hard there's no way you can win so it's there's like, no way to be cool when someone's being so fucking annoying yeah so it's like that but you can kind of tell from the person's inner monologue that they're gay but they're going to visit their girlfriend but then they're talking to this guy and it's like weird and nothing really that happens. sounds great you know what I'm so sad? My one of my 
uh, annual rituals that I'm missing this year is when I go to the Princeton reunion every year, last weekend of May, first weekend of June, every year. And this is, it's so, it's that you're going to love. It's so fun. This is what happens. That is, it's usually that Thursday or that Friday. So many people are going from the city to Princeton on NJ transit that usually your car is full of Princeton people, everyone in their gear and their jackets and everyone's drinking on the train and you go with a big group of your friends and you're like, we're going back. Oh my we're God. We're going back to Nassau Hall. Oh my God. And it's seriously, I know you guys are listening and you're thinking she's obnoxious. She's stupid. She's a dumb, dumb, dumb. No one. No one. Stupid slut. But I am telling you, it is so fun. It's a cult that I'm excited to be a part of. And um, I love my friends. That's, wait, and also, wait. That's so it's not happening this year. It's obviously. so crazy that you go to a reunion every year. This year, I was, yeah. we only had one for my five-year anniversary. I, I didn't, go, my five-year reunion, I didn't go. And then this year would be my, I'm going to kind of go ahead and age myself, 10-year college reunion, which means I'm even four years older than Romy and Michelle kind of are. Whoa. And so I am, and, but like, I guess they're not having, I didn't hear anything about it. I was always kind of like, are we having a reunion? Cause this year I would have like, I went. assume not this year. I would have went and been like, I have a podcast. Right. I would have like, I have a, po- actually I have, have a podcast. I have a podcast now. I have a podcast now. I'm actually gay now and I have a podcast. So I guess this would be my seventh reunion. Wow. But I've been going since I was an undergrad. So I've, for the past, um, 10 you- years, every single, for the past 10 years, every single May, June. You should not be cost. able to go Every to single May, June cost. <laughs> it's really traumatic. And it literally is actually, especially when you, you're first graduating, you're going back and you're seeing like your exes and like you're seeing the building where you used to live, like everyone's yeah, crying. Totally. But now that I'm past that, like it's just pure fun to like see my friends. And I was so excited to bring Bri because he would just thrive there and just love it. Yeah. Um. So hopefully next year. Oh my God. That's so crazy. It's, it's, it should be illegal to go to a reunion when you're an undergrad. Like that's not okay. And then the whole thing is like literally my whole family goes, like there's people who is literally who are literally 103 years old who are there driving golf carts to the parade like chugging beers. Oh my god! You're you're, you're gonna come one year and just come to the parade. It's so fun. That'd be fun. You would. I think. You, I think you'd like the parade. I hate parades. Oh really? I mean, it's like traffic. It's cel- it's celebrated traffic. A parade. Yeah. A parade is it, just traffic that you watch. And I can't. It's, it's, it's an amazing point. Great. <laughs> Anyways, I think we're just about ready to bring in our giddy gaudy goody. I'm so. I know. It'll be, it's gonna be really special. To Thank God. Guest. Thank God we're coming home today. Thank God in this time this, where nothing makes sense, we can have a little bit of something that of makes home. sense. Of home. I know. I woke. You know, I woke up in a bad mood, and I told Bri, "I'm sure when I see Pat and this guest, I'm gonna get my head back on straight." Please, ladies and gentlemen, put your, put your ears, ears open, open for, for Morgan Stalter. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.